This is the Ezra Podcast. And we're going to be talking about UFC 277 today. Juliana Pena defending her belt against Amanda Nunez. In a spot that we probably never imagined we'd be in, where Juliana Pena would be defending her belt against Amanda Nunez. There's probably even some debate going into that fight, whether or even at some time before that fight, where Pena would ever fight for her belt. But Amanda Nunez is just so dominant in women's fighting that it gets to a point like the same thing as where Israel Adesanya, where they just kind of have to start digging deeper and deeper in the rankings to find a new credible opponent for her, right? And they got Pena, and Pena pulls off the massive upset to win the title. So this is how we got to this point where we're going to have a rematch versus Juliana Pena versus Amanda Nunez. Now, when I break down this fight, and I watched the first one, really, because that's 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 what I did to break down this fight. I just watched the first one because I want because me going back to watching Amanda Nunez and her previous five fights, it's not going to be as effective. And the reason for why it won't be as effective is because Amanda Nunez is probably on a steep decline in her career. She is probably on the downside of her career, and every performance could look drastically different. From this point on, and even from like the last three fights. So to say, oh, Amanda Nunez did this in this fight, and Amanda Nunez did this in this fight, and then say she's gonna do it, it, it she's gonna do that exact same performance here. It's it, it's it's not the the way to look at it at the point of where she is in her career. Now, Juliana Pena, the stuff she did in the first fight, can she repeat that and have success? If we're being honest, and I have to be honest, that's why I break down these fights. She would need Amanda Nunez to assist her again, like she did in the first fight. It wasn't all Pena on why she won. It was it was Amanda Nunez too. Amanda Nunez agreeing to trade shot for shot and exchanging when Pena won an exchange. Amanda Nunez landing an effective leg kick to start off the fight and then never going back to it. Amanda Nunez on throwing the same shots over and over again and never messing with the timing. If she does that, then yes, Pena can have success. But if Amanda Nunez decides to actually put some thought into this fight, actually put some strategy into this fight, listen to her coaches in this fight. Honestly, even on the downside of her career, she should win this fight pretty easily. I think the keys... Or her going and placing that leg kick right to uh, Pena's lead leg. Because Pena is looking to sprint in. Because Pena is not a great striker. Okay, She isn't. And what she's using is the most basic of basics. She's using one power step in for one two. Now her jab is alright when it gets going. Right? And you're not putting any movement. And you're just allowing her to pick her space. And allowing her to pick her timing. Then yes, it could be good. But if you're a man in Nunez... And you kick her front leg and don't allow her to jab step the whole damn time and let her sprint in. You're going to throw off her whole rhythm and you will destroy her offense. Because once that her leg goes, it loses all her explosion into her one-two. Now, remember, Pena, to me, is a better grappler than she is a striker. And that's where her game really is. If you remember the first fight, she actually gets out grappled pretty badly by Mana Nunez in the first fight. And in the first round. 
Amanda is kind of having her way with her. Now she does look to land a, uh, to get a Kimura at one point, but Amanda is kind of like she she's in a spot where it could be risky. She could put her leg to block it, but at the end of the round she gets out of it and she just ends up on top. In the second round, it all falls apart. Man, and he just kind of starts, you know, falling into Pena's game. And there's a thing, and there's a uh, a thing that you see a lot of amateur fights. If you go to a lot of amateur boxing fights, you you will see uh, guys they, they'll fight at each other's uh, timing, right? So like, it's just a lot of reaction. Like a lot of low level amateur guys are just reacting to what the other guy's doing. They're not being patient or applying their rhythm or applying their timing. They're just kind of reacting. And it kind of just ends up in like a 50-50. They end up in both their 50-50 spots. It's kind of just like who's faster or who punched straighter to going to get to a spot. That's what Manny Nunez did with Pena. She was just reacting. Like every time Pena did something, she was like, oh, okay, I have to react. Instead of like saying, oh, no, let me let her do something. Let me back away. Let me reset. And let me get to the spot where I'm going to have success or let me attack when I want to attack. No, no, no. She just got into the mind frame where it's like, I have to react because she's reacting. And when she punches, I have to punch. And then she just ends up in 50, 50 exchanges when she doesn't need to be. So with Lake, it could slow down, uh, Pena from just running in or marching in. And then she can choose when she wants to come forward or choose when she's going to respond or choose when she's going to counter but not just react when Pena's just Pena goes so I'm going to go right I'm going to go at the same time we're just going to battle at the same time okay that, that eliminates the skill and your technique and eliminates all these advantages that she has and all these abilities that she has it, it, you turn amateurish you fought amateurish in that fight also she gets hurt and she never holds she just arrogantly says oh, no I'm going to keep swinging with you I'm going to keep going until, uh, you know, one of us breaks. And I think you're going to break. And that's word for Amanda Nunez. But I think when she was uh, younger and more sharp and more in the prime. But the Amanda Nunez now, I think she has to fight a little bit smarter. I also don't think she was in the best shape for this fight. But I, I, Pena was tired too at that point, honestly. Even when Pena gets stoppage in the submission where I think kind of Nunez, once it wrapped up... She, she, I don't know why it, it must have wrapped up pretty tight, but it was on the chin. She tapped her kind of quick is what it is at that point. But I thought Pena looked pretty tired too. Her mouth is wide open. At one point, DC said the man Nunez's mouth's wide open. If you look at Pena, her mouth's wide open too. She even gets her mouthpiece knocked out. I'm going to pick a man Nunez in this rematch. I don't think this fight's going to be competitive. I don't Now I could be wrong, right? I could be wrong. And maybe a Nunez is shot beyond belief. But I did, I did see there was success she could be had. I didn't see, like, oh, the speed was too much or she looked like she, uh, you know, like she just fell off. I didn't really see that. I see, I seen diminishment, but I seen enough there where I feel confident to pick her. I think the leg kick's going to be very important. I don't think she's going to react when Pena reacts. I think she's going to be able to more pick her spots. And I'm going to take Amanda Nunez to get a stoppage in this fight. And I'm going to take that in the second round. So she's going to avenge her loss. And where she had a second round uh, stoppage. And she's going to get the stoppage in this fight. And I'm telling you, it's going to be the leg kick. She's going to take Pena's leg out. And she's going to pick her spots. And maybe her shots aren't going to be as creative. Because maybe Manny Nunes doesn't really have the creativity of in her shots. But at least the timing will be a little bit more complicated than what it was before. And I don't believe she's going to react this time. And I don't think Pena's going to have a lot of success in the stand-up. And I know what the ground looks like. And I felt that that was kind of Manny Nunez, uh, one-way traffic for Manny Nunez as well.
you know, I'm talking about this fight and I didn't put the card on and I can't have that. I need the card up. Oh, not the card, I'm sorry, the poster. I need the poster up. I'm not a big fan of this poster, by the way. Okay, in the co-main event, we have Brandon Moreno versus Kai Kara France. Now, Kai Kara France is a guy, and this is a rematch. And after this fight, both guys uh, vastly improve. Right? Both guys do. And Brandon Moreno goes on to win the title. And this is for the interim title due to Figueredo's injury. And this uh, Kai Kara France is a guy that I've been picking against for a while now. I, I, I just have not picked him to win a fight. And I did not think he was going to be Askarov. I actually thought Askarov would finish this year the champion. That's what that was one of my that was one of my picks. But Kaikar France keeps improving and he keeps showing up and getting better when the level of competition gets better. And he, he uh puts Garbrandt to sleep. He he beats uh Kaikar France uh fairly and I I thought clearly and he and his skill looks better, and his performances look better, and he looks more composed. And then I went back and looked at the fight versus him and Moreno, and he's definitely a better fighter from what he was there. And Brendan Moreno's a better fighter from what he is there. But there was something in that fight that I could still take that's going to lead me to picking Moreno in this fight. And it was just the fact that Moreno could outwork Kayakara France. And Moreno could hit Kaikawa France with shots that maybe they weren't pretty, right? But he didn't have to think about his shots. And they didn't have to be perfect. And he could just react. And he could just attack. And he wasn't in his own head. And in the second and third round, that's what happens. Kaikawa France, like, when they're picking their spots and they're both thinking and it's a chess match, he's winning the fight. No, it's not that Moreno's completely out of it. He's having moments, too. But when Moreno says... No, I'm just going to react now. And I'm going to force you to react. He's getting the better of it. And he's outworking Kai Carl France. And like I said, both of these guys have improved. But even with the improvements of Kai Carl France or the improvements of Moreno, it, it, it's still going to go back to what happened in their first fight. And it's that the Moreno is, feels more natural what he's doing. And in his mentality to attack, he doesn't have the, the guys that get the thought process of like, I'm not in the right spot. Uh, I don't usually work off of this punch. I don't counter off of the, when someone punches. That, I don't usually counter like this. And they get in their own head, and they have to. They're thinking while they're in there, and that's not a bad thing. You want to be thinking when you're in there, but sometimes it causes delays on when you're reacting. Right? Sometimes you need everything to be perfect for you to do something. I remember Max Kellerman kind of explained this uh, in a Carl Frock fight, where it was like, and maybe it was. I'm not sure. I'm trying to think. Was it Carl Frock he was talking about, or? I think it was Carl Frock versus Andre Ward, and he was talking about Carl Frock needing everything to be perfect for him to land his shot, uh, for him to take, be willing to take that chance. I think that's what's going to happen with Kai Carl France in this fight. He's going to want things to be perfect, and he might have success early in it doing that. And remember, this is a five-round fight. It's an interim for, uh, title fight. He might have success early doing that, where they're, they're both figuring each other out, and he's able to place his shots and set traps and all that. But it's going to be a point where Moreno's just going to say, well, I'm just going to get to work. I got to get to work. Only when this fight is going to, I'm going to get to work. And I think that he will be able to start the exchange and finish the exchanges with him landing. And I believe that's his key to victory. Now, I don't think that um, 
Moreno's going to be able to take down Kai Koro France. He was very good against Askro, not getting taken down. So I think it's a stand-up fight. I think Moreno's uh, lead hand, lead left hand, is going to be very effective in this fight. And his counter left hook, his jab, all that is going to be, to me, extremely effective in this fight. And you can see if Kai Koro France can keep up with the pace or if he can do something to slow down Moreno. Maybe land a big shot to slow down Moreno. I think this is a very good fight. Very interesting fight. And very crazy. Uh, very good point of their careers for them to have this rematch. I'm not sure that maybe it looks the same as a rematch. But I think that the reason why Moreno won the first one. Will be the same reason why he wins this one. And becomes interim champion. And waits for Figueredo to come back off of injury. So they can fight for a fourth time. We have Derek Lewis versus Pavlovich. I, I probably said that like in a Sergi Pav Pavlovich. I probably said that way too many parts. It's probably way smoother when uh, someone else says it. But when I look at this fight and I look at uh, Sergi, he's very confident in what he's doing. He's very loose in what he's doing. He's thrown with a lot of power. He's uh, got good spacing. And I see a guy like Derek Lewis, who is a guy that like everybody knows is not technical. He's not uh, really a, a putting a lot of thought in what he does in there. He's just kind of looking to land the big shot. He's uh, more athletic than you think. He has uh, more speed than you think. And, he, you know, it was always kind of like he could surprise you. And once you get in there and you feel his power, it's a real deal. But what you notice in the Taito Vasa fight or the Gon fight is that he has a give now. And the give is mostly mental. It really is. It's a mental thing. Before when he was saying, uh, you know, I'm sure maybe he wasn't getting the paydays that he is now or wasn't getting the opportunity. Or maybe he just was tired of losing fights and tired of coming up short. The in his head now, he has give. And I think a guy like uh, Pavlich, who maybe a few years ago would have a hell of a time against Derek Lewis and maybe gave me get knocked out. When his like first big step up. This time I think Derek Lewis. As soon as he really starts feeling the power. I think he just kind of gives in. I think he's at the point where he's in the give in mode. Of his career. And it's going to be the guy that with the most solid chin. That we you know. Uh, was all power. Good chin. Now you're going to start seeing him just take a bunch of stoppage losses. And I really believe it's mental. I'm going to take uh, Pavlich in this fight. By stoppage. I'm taking that in the second round. We have Ankolaev versus Anthony Smith. Now, Anthony Smith is on a three-fight win streak. I don't think it's against the best competition. I think Anthony Smith is the kind of guy where he's going to lose all his uh, tough fights. The fights with uh, top five guys, with contenders, with champions. He's going to lose those ones. And then he's going to be skilled enough to be all the mid-level guys, the guys that are trying to enter the rankings, the guys that are trying to enter their name in the title picture but not don't have that skill. He's able to beat all those guys. He's a notch above those guys. He's a, he's a gatekeeper. He really is a gatekeeper at this point. And Uncle Ayev is a guy that has shown nothing but steady, high-level fighting in his fights. Now, maybe his performances have not been 
to uh, you know the the most impressive when he got his opportunity like to be a main event or all that, but he is still steadily winning and he is steadily effective in all these fights. I think he's gonna be very effective in this fight. I think Anthony Smith's a perfect style for him to look very good. King Anthony Smith can get wild. He can get hit. And a guy like Uncle Ives is really going to be able to just see everything he's doing. He has very good uh, awareness in the in the cage. He's able to place his shots. He doesn't mind a boring fight, but he could out, he could light you up and put an exciting finish to it. I wouldn't be surprised if the winner of this fight, especially if it's Uncle Ives, gets a title shot. This is, uh, I believe, number four and five fighting each other. They can perfect for the winner to just jump everyone else, especially because Teixeira, uh, Jan winning off the, uh, winning his fight, but you know w- was just champion, won off like the leg injury. I wouldn't be surprised. Uncle Ev looks impressive here. Gets a stop against Anthony Smith, which I'm picking him to do. I'm gonna say, uh, second round, maybe even third round, were a little bit late with stoppage, but I think he does uh, eventually put too much on Smith. This catapults him to a title shot. That would not surprise me. And I think that be a very good fight. Honestly. Him versus... Um, I don't know why it's blanking in my mind right now. Well, I've got I to look it up because it's in my head. Let's see here. Champions. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Yuri. Uh, him versus Yuri is a very good fight. I think that Yuri would actually have a lot of trouble in that fight because... Uncle Ives is the kind of guy that's not going to just exchange to exchange. He's going to pick his spots. He's going to look to uh, control the distance and look to walk you into stuff and then attack when he feels it's the 100% correct time to attack. And Yuri kind of needs a guy to open up with him. He wants to exchange with you. He wants to ride your punches and land something big on the inside. That's that's kind of his game. I think he would be a lot of trouble against a guy like Uncle Ives and this the opening bout could be the number one contender to the light heavyweight title. I think that's an excellent fight. I think it's a okay night, uh, like for a pay per view. It's, it's an okay card. Definitely, you know, the UFC definitely, you know, it's been mo- more putting on like a good main event than like kind of a so so card. This is an okay card. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm glad to be doing another uh, MMA podcast. I'm glad to be doing MMA podcast again. It feels good to be back. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Follow me on Twitter. Subscribe to my YouTube, leave a comment, Spotify, all that good stuff. Instagram, TikTok, I'm on it all. Ezra Boxing, Ezra Podcast. Search it. Thank you guys for listening. Peace.